Welcome to Surfcast. Thank you for joining. My guest today is Tyrone Johnson. Now, I met Tyrone when he was a freshman at Lee University. He graduated Lee University, went on to seminary. This guy is a pastor, director of Deke Inc., a world-class professional bodybuilder. He is the husband to his bride, Andrea. He is a great friend of a lot of people. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. When he was talking just a few minutes ago, he made a statement that I really loved and I wanted to put it at the front end of this episode so that you'll stick around and listen to the rest of it. Excellence glorifies God and motivates people. I'm telling you guys, listen to this episode. Be sure to share it, rate us, everything we need to do um, to get the word out. But we'll be right back with my conversation with my friend, Tyrone Johnson. Tyrone, welcome to Surfcast. How are you doing, man? I'm elated to be here. Thank you so much, Dr. Land, for having me. Super excited about being here. Yeah, you know, you told me earlier this is your first podcast, so I'm honored to get you on the first podcast of your life, which I'm sure will be the beginning of many. Well, I appreciate that. I hope so. A little bit nervous, <laughs> excited, and no, i got all these little nervous energies going on. So glad to be here, though. Yeah. The cool thing is you're a Lee University alum, right? You I graduated am. Lee in 2011. Yes. Which is, uh, what is this now? This is 2020. Man, it's nine years ago. Wow. Yeah, we're getting around to the decade mark. I was looking <laughs> on Facebook, and one of my friends were saying, 10 years ago, were you, would you want to go back 10 years ago or or 13 years ago and be back in high school or playing sports? And I was like, you know, I go back 10 years ago. One of my friends was like, well, 10 years ago, you graduated from college. We're getting old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while now. You are getting old. Man, I still remember. I still remember a lunch meeting that we had when you were, I think, a freshman, Tyrone from Baltimore. Do yeah, you remember that? I do remember that, absolutely. <laughs> I remember you came in and approached me, actually, and um, I think we got Chinese food. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. No, Tyrone from Baltimore stuck for such a long time. You know, um, the way that name happened is um, I moved 600 miles away, knew nobody, <laughs> and the way for me to remember someone was like, my name is Tyrone, I'm from Baltimore, what's yep. your name, where yep. are you from? That's the way I remember it. Yeah. But... People just kind of stuck on like Tyrone from Baltimore, and it just stuck forever. It you know? stuck on it, man. Yeah, it you know, stuck. even like to today, I'll still run into um, old classmates or people. Even after I graduated from Lee, you know, I was in seminary, and I would like go to the food bank here. Yeah. You know, people are like you're Tyrone from Baltimore. It's like yeah. I go by Tyrone now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you'll always be Tyrone from Baltimore, but you'll always be Tyrone from me as well. Yeah. You know, um, actually, I think my uh, did my intern actually greet you today as Tyrone from Baltimore. She did. She yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I actually told her you were a, a, a world class bodybuilder. We'll talk about mm -hmm. that in just a little bit. Tyrone, the reason I invited you to the podcast today and the reason I wanted to get into this conversation is because while you were here at Lee University, man, you got really involved in and making an impact in people's lives. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about, um, you know, Deke Inc., you know, you founded that organization. But let's go way back, and let's talk a few minutes and just kind of give us a, kind of a, you know, a 30,000, you know, foot flyover. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about Tyrone, a little bit about, you know, God's call on your life when you knew that, that you, you know, God was positioning you for making an impact in people's lives. Catch us up to speed on, on who this guy is, because for many of our listeners, you know, they may have never heard of you. They don't yeah. know Tyrone from Baltimore, and we'll get into some really details on what you do. But right now, tell us who Tyrone is. Yes, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm a man who loves his wife. I've been married for two years. Getting married is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I was raised in Baltimore, or a little town called Randallstown, which is in Baltimore County. Yeah. 
somewhere out there. Um, I came to Lee just full wholehearted and wanting to be in ministry. You know, um, I was raised as a pastor's kid. Um, my youth pastor took me under his wing as this kid, so I took up that kind of place. Um, when I came to Lee, Hurricane Katrina happened, and um, that was a major impact in my life. I went there on three different trips, and I remember Ooh, on my yeah. yeah on my third trip, um, I was young and had lots of candor, and there were people who were in charge. And I was like, you know what? I want to be the general overseer someday. <laughs> and um, one of the bishops were up there saying, well, no, Tom, I appreciate your candor. And yeah. I remember me and some of my friends were sitting around in this warehouse, and he, this guy bought me over a mop bucket and said, Future general overseer. You know what? You know what leaders do? Yeah. They serve. Go mop this up. That's nice. And I was so mad at that time because it's so embarrassing. Like I'm with my friends. You want me to do that? But you know that moment changed my life. It was yeah. like you know what? Leaders serve. And so after that moment, I dedicated my life to service. You know, so while I was here at Lee, you know, I got the opportunity to intern as a campus pastor. I got a chance to intern at Westmore and intern at the Church Guy headquarters. Even got to do some mission work with Mission Baltimore and. You know, just throwing my life into ministry and trying to serve God as much as possible. And when I graduated, I moved over. I moved to New Orleans. And in my mind at that time, I was like, you know what? I'm going to help these poor people. I've graduated. Yeah. I want to go back and finish what I was doing. And but you know, I learned something when I was there. You know, I learned that they aren't these poor people. These are my friends who are going through an extraordinary situation. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was a freshman. I first went to New Orleans. I was there taking pictures, like. Look how cool I am. Look what I'm doing here. Yeah. And I remember when I was there, a guy stopped me. And he was like, do you know how disgusting what you were doing? I lost my house. Why are you taking a picture of my broken house? Do you mm-hmm. know what life I just lost? And so coming back and serving there, I got a chance to pick that up. And I got a chance to go and lead volunteer teams there as a volunteer coordinator working through AmeriCorps. And I worked in um, Hollygrove. Mm-hmm. Unless, if you don't know where Holly Grove is, that's where Lil Wayne knows. It's Holly Grove. That's, that's where we were working it in. Um, no, and I got a chance to go and impact that to other people and tell them, like, you're not helping this poor person. You're coming here alongside of someone who's going through an extraordinary situation, and you get to go and help them for this one moment. And you just going to take it back home. So after I did that, I came back here. Um, I got enrolled into seminary for a while, and um, then things happened. And my wife and I met, and we started Deke Inc., and now we're here. Yeah. Let, let's go back to Katrina for just a minute, because yeah. I think we did, um, that was actually uh, when the Leonard Center kind of expanded in more more than what we were doing back in the early days, you know, to where we really started putting together some actual trips for students. I think we did um, uh, maybe about maybe about 26 trips over 18 months, you know. We just had another strand of... Um, Hurricanes, you know, mm-hmm. been two or three hurricanes recently that have come, come through. What have you learned in your work with with disasters? You know, what are some practical lessons that we can take away from that, that would be necessary for people when they're trying to figure out how to really help somebody who has pretty much lost everything. Yeah, no, I think the first thing comes from humility. You know, I think that we so often want to come in and say, "I want to give you all this stuff," and that's not what people need. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it. It comes from just seeing what's going on in the situation, building relationships, and then getting started from there. You know, I think that so often, you know, including with Deke, we have people that will come saying, I'm going to do something good for people today, and they just walk away saying, what have I done? And that's not what ministry is. That's not what mission work is. That's not what people need. People who are on the ground have certain needs. You know, like where I was in Holly Grove, not everyone's house got destroyed. They just needed their houses to be repainted. But if you raise tons and tons of money saying, I'm going to go build a playground because you think it's a good idea is not what's needed. And it's so important to be there to find out what needs are and then grow on from there. So 
You started Deke Inc., right? What year was that? 2015. Where'd you get the name from? Man, it came from here. You know, Dr. Lamb, I want to thank you for that. You know, I, I, I like making mentions for that all the time. You know, Deke Day leaves um, freshman year. I'll never get that. Freshman year, first day, we went to our nursing home. And um, that name stuck. And, you know, um, we were originally called God's Own Ministries. Yeah. And that's a very long name. That's I like Deke better. I like. I, I bet you do. And so <laughs> I do too. And so, you know, we we're saying, you know, what do we, what's our main focus? It's service. So yeah. we should go and name it Deke because mm -hmm. what we want to do is we want to share the gospel through service. But it started here just learning about what the word deaconales means. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of students come to Lee and and uh, and they leave. You know, and they go other places. And then other students, you know, they'll come to to Lee and and man, they'll they'll stick around. They'll they'll be here for another thirty years. You know, or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, why why did you why did you stick around Cleveland? You know, what talk talk to us for just a minute about okay, so you started Deking, but you stuck around Cleveland. You know what? What really was God doing in your life at the time? Mm -hmm. You know that brought you back from New Orleans, back to Cleveland, um, and where are you at now in that process? Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense absolutely. So I loved my life in New Orleans. You know, I was loving my job with AmeriCorps. I loved getting a chance to work with the youth and um, lead volunteer teams. I just got into bodybuilding. I was actually doing fairly well on that. And there was one day I was biking to work, and I just really felt like God hit me, going like. I love bodybuilding, but I need to do ministry. So um, my time with my contract was coming up with AmeriCorps, and we needed to figure out what, what I was going to do next. So I just put in an application to the seminary. Got accepted the next day. And I was like, well, guess I'm coming back to Cleveland. Um, and while I was in seminary, you know, honestly, Dr. Lynn, the original intention was to graduate seminary, go back to New Orleans. Um, but, you know, my wife and I, we met. And uh, the way Deke got started is where we are today is not where we extended six years ago. Sure. Six years ago. My wife and I, at my time, my girlfriend, we just went out to Johnson Park because we knew people were hungry. And so let's go on this big event. We'll go and bring in food and toilets and canned goods and speakers and et cetera. And we'll just go and do something for people. And, you know, at, very quickly after that, we realized this isn't going to fix this problem. People mm -hmm. we serve do not just need food once a month, once a year. They need it every week, every day. And so, you know, we just kept plugging away about being faithful, coming out every Saturday. And Deke became our ministry, and Cleveland became our home. And, you know, we just feel called right now to be here and serving our people that are here in downtown Cleveland. Now, Deke's intentions are to move nationwide and um, planning community outreach churches and sharing the love of God through service and helping people who are most in need to find hope in the love of Jesus and to know that there's still hope. Mm -hmm. But right now, today, we're still here in Cleveland, and we're not mm -hmm. done now, our big goal is we don't want to be a band-aid on people, you know, so often. You know, what happens in missions, you asked me this question earlier. So often in missions, we go someplace, we pat ourselves on the back, saying, man, I did a great job, and then we leave. The mission's not done. There's still things that need to be finished. Sure. But we just come and say, man, look at this awesome thing I did, mm -hmm. and then they leave. And so for us, and I think many people, many of the practitioners will say that when you go someplace, it's in, continuity is important. Mm -hmm. You know, consistency is important. So every Saturday... Um, we've come out, rain, shine, sleep. One day it was minus six degrees, and we went out there. And the reason being, even if we only get one person, we get a hundred people. Everyone knows we're going to be there, sure. and we're fighting to go in homelessness here in Cleveland. We're fighting in need here in Cleveland. So we're not done until we can say, "Look, people aren't homeless unless they're choosing to be homeless," mm -hmm. and we're doing everything we can to go and fix that problem. So mm -hmm. now God just kind of like got us here, and then He just got us more and more entrenched in what we're doing, and that's how we're here. You know. So COVID has been a beast for everybody. Yes. It's affected, you know, a tremendous amount of people around the world. Um, 
what are some challenges that you're seeing now, present day, that that maybe you didn't have early on? I mean, you, let's back up. Hold on a minute, Tyler. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk about challenges to get started, and then we'll come back and talk about challenges today. What are some challenges that you had to had to face and overcome when you first got started with the whole idea of, of launching this yeah. this ministry to people in you know a ministry of care to people in need? Everything. <laughs> um, you know, again, where we are today is not where we started six years ago. Six years ago, we were just like, we should go and help people. And then the need became so much more. And we're like, no, we need money. We need volunteers. How do we make things happen? And you know, it's just really trusting God, taking one step at a time. You know, I was reading a quote where it said that leadership is, is putting people in direction of where they're going. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, I don't know if that's true. You know, me and my wife, we just trusted God. You know, we went out one day. Saw this need, and we just trusted God each step of the way where we got off to. You know, um, Deke has done very well in the past six years. You know, we have fed tons of people. We've grown as an organization, and we've made great partnerships. But each step has been from, like, God, we're just going to trust you and go here. But, you know, in the very beginning, the hardest things are, you know, getting organized, finding volunteers. Um, Deke, for us, is always just working in chaos. And I have to go and tell it to our leaders. Our, um, our leaders are training to go and do other ministry work for us. That what we go and do is an evolving process. So we, our model is we go out there and we throw a noodle and we see what happens. And there's been lots of times in the beginning we threw noodles and they didn't work. Um, and we just had to come back and say, well, if that didn't work, what can we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, our one main consistency thing that I've, uh, if I can impart to anybody is consistency. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, oh, this is hard, let's stop. It's like, well, this didn't work well, what can we do next? We need to show up again next week. Mm-hmm. So COVID now has happened. Mm-hmm. COVID's causing a tremendous amount of additional challenges and difficulties for people. You know, how are you guys serving now in the middle of a pandemic, because I know you're still working, you're still serving, yeah, you're still, still making serving. a difference. You're obviously social distancing, you're doing all the necessary things. But I guess the the, the 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 you know state of the culture, what kind of needs are you seeing now as opposed to what you saw early on when you launched? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Now, the need's still the same. Um, the difference is that people I serve don't have TVs. Okay. They don't have a way to like know what's going on unless we get a chance to go and tell them about it. Um, and so... The people we serve, from my experience, are always a couple of days behind on things going on. Now, I remember, like, was it maybe 2016 when the eclipse was coming? They didn't know about that. I had to go and say, <laughs> be aware, an eclipse is coming. Yeah. Let's go and get you sunglasses. And so now when we're getting to um, COVID and such situations like this, we sometimes had to explain, I need you to wear a face mask because this. I need you to not be close because of this. And, you know, we had to go and change some parts of our operations around. Now, Deke used to be a very relational, come here, hang out. We want to be, spend time with you. And now it's gone, in the beginning, it got to, we're going to give you food and you need to leave. Yeah. Um, and so, it's, we, Deke, God has blessed us that we've actually grown and expanded in ministry during this hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just been, a, it's just been needing to be able to find where they are and, and meet them where they are. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. 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 And I think that's, that's, the, the key thing about you that I, that I recognized early on when we first met when you were a freshman here and the things I've seen you do over the years has been this whole idea of relational-based ministry. You know, mm-hmm. you're a very relational-based guy. I'm a very relational person, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. I think the, the key thing that you mentioned that I think is worth unpacking for a minute is that um, 
these these people that that are your you know, I don't want to call them clients customers no people that depend on you to help them right mm-hmm. um, you know they're not seeing the world through multiple lens you know right so what are some ways that you're able to really help them better see things when they're not looking through convoluted lens or conflicting lens or challenging you know views does that yeah. make sense yeah it makes sense so. With Deke, every Saturday, um, we've worked very hard in the last six years, always, to go and build our community. Yeah. So when people come to us, and you're talking about what we're going to call them, and we're going to call them the people we serve or our community. So it's never mm-hmm. like a, I'm, I'm higher than you or anything else like that. Every Saturday, you know, um, we have five promises that we have, and one of them are humility. So every Saturday, because we have volunteered. Did you say five promises? We have five promises. Let's so, go through those. So the five promises spell share. So okay. S is for service. We're going to come out here, and we promise we're going to serve. That's what we're out here for. H is for humility. So it means that we're not above anyone else. We're here equally with one another. A is approachable. You now, so often we might have volunteers who come out here, they might put a hat on, and they're like, I'm just here. And it's like, no, you're promising to be approachable. People can feel welcome to come to you. Mm-hmm. R is relational. So it's like you're not just here. You're going to focus on building a relationship with them. The big thing that Geek does, I also have other ministries, so every Saturday, rain or shine, minus, sun, minus tornadoes, we're out there because we focus on knowing people personally. Mm-hmm. All right. And then E is empathy. So the E is like we want to emphasize where you are. It's not like you're homeless because you did this. Our empathy is like, man, you're going through such a hard time. Like, what can I go and do for you? Going to pray for you? What can I go and do to be with you? And so every Saturday, our volunteers and our leadership team, we promise that we're going to do these five things. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back up to your question, now the big thing is that when people show up, we have to explain to them why we do things. Yeah. You know, like, why do I need to wear a face mask? Some people get upset about that. It's like, you're wearing a face mask because we want to make sure that we don't get this virus spread anymore. Now, there's a time when we actually shut down for two weeks. And my last message for them was saying, this is uncommon times. I want you to know Jesus, but I don't want to rush you to see Jesus. Yeah, and, like so, and so, um, you know, we had to build back very slowly. And the very first building back thing was just giving out food. And I want to thank Buffalo Wild Wings and Publix. They're the ones who give us our food right now. Mm-hmm. And the Leonard Center um, for how you all donate all to us. But, you know, we had to build back by just giving out food. And we had to explain, we're not meeting right now because of COVID. It's an incredible thing going on right now we're still be out here you just can't hang out sure. and we had explain each step along the way of how we got here so mm-hmm. we are their news um are you actually see success tell me a success story tell me somebody who's oh life man has been changed by your consistency because yeah. i think the thing one of the themes that keeps running here is the whole idea of being consistent you mm-hmm. know and and uh i use the term constant you know mm-hmm. um God's a constant. Mm-hmm. In a chaotic time, God's a constant. You, mm-hmm. know, you and I need to become very consistent and hopefully become a constant. Yeah. You know? So what what are you seeing in the way of development of the community in which you're living on? Absolutely. So, you know, I love talking about this um, one person in our community. I haven't seen her in a while. Um, so you can't steal anything from Deke. We give everything away. All right. But we do have rules nice. and how you can go and get things. Yeah. All right. So this one person... Um, in the beginning, she would come and she would take stuff when she wasn't supposed to. And it will be this constant, you can't go do this. We need you yeah. to wait until we go and have after our message. Or if you, or we used to want to clean the park up. And it's like, if you want to help us clean the park up, we'll give you a red ticket. You can go first. Mm-hmm. Very clearly, everybody knew the rules. She knew the rules. She just wanted to go break them just to go and see how far she can get away. And so every Saturday, it would be like, 
listen, we love you. We want you to be here. We're so glad you're here with us. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. All right. And I personally going to do it. We don't have any other leaders going to do it. I personally want to talk to people. I, I don't mind being the bad guy. And so over time, she kept coming out and she was just so grateful for the food we we're giving her and just knowing that we cared about her. And eventually she started showing pastor. She would say, pastor, what can I do to help? I don't need anything. Just tell me why I can want you to help you. Like, do you want me to help set things up? I, I ain't going to put food up here. I can go and walk people through here. What do you going to need? You know, we saw a 180 change this person. Kind of really serious my eyes. Now, our big mission is that we want people to know Jesus. Yeah. One of the reasons why we go out there is to glorify God, make sure people know that Jesus loves them, give them hope. All right? And so when I see someone who's finally gotten this, Jesus loves me, despite what I've done, despite where I've come from, he still loves me. I mean, that's a win for us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's been going on. You know, I think that the, just the fact that we still have community going on through COVID is mm-hmm. a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have people, we can, on a given Saturday, we might serve anywhere from one to a hundred people. All right. And, you know, if it's just one person shows up, we're going, I'll preach my little heart out. Our worship team will sing their hearts out and we'll serve like um, what we can't go, like there's nothing else. You know, mm-hmm. our foundational scripture is, First Peter four ten, you know, and in the new, the new Tyrone translation is serve others. Um, it says that to serve others with the gifts God's giving you, yeah. and it goes along to the next scripture. Whatever God's giving you, do it as if that's all you have. So if you can preach, preach like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. If you're serving, serve everything you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's our big thing. Every Saturday we come out with excellence. You're gonna serve folks, and so we put so much emphasis on community. That some people come to us, they don't need food, they don't need clothes, they don't need toys. They just want to know that we love them. Mm-hmm. And so they come out here. So the fact that we're still running and we still have people coming to us, despite that you know, we meet outside and despite that COVID's going on and mm-hmm. people are still showing up, seeing how um, I've seen people who have been selfish before going, like, give me everything. It's understandable. You know, if you're homeless or you don't have any money, it's very easy for you to work on your... Um, left side of your mind, mm-hmm. out of their trauma mind, and instead of, like, being rational and stuff. And instead, <coughs> the folks we're serving are going, like, hey, no, they can take food. I, I have something. I'm all right. Yeah. And so I'm just so glad you want to see us people from being selfish to being selfless from the things that we've gone and done. And it's, and it's not it's nothing we've done. It's, God has just worked through us to make this happen. So some of the community, the people that you previously served, you know, you're now actually seeing that um, – they are becoming servants themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's awesome. nothing better than me hearing... Well, there's a lot of things that are better, but, you know, like, what? there's there's nothing greater... One of my greatest things I love seeing is when I see someone say, they can take my lunch, it's all right, or they yeah. can take this book bag, I have more, or here, let me go and take food over to someone else, they can't yeah. make it here today. And, like, yeah. seeing people go from give me, give me, give me to, yeah. well, let me give someone else. Sure, sure. Let's shift to a little bit more personal for a minute, Tyrone. Yeah. Let's talk about... You know, you're a, a world-class bodybuilder, right? So, I'm a national-level bodybuilder, yes. Yeah, national-level body bodybuilder. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I do a few push-ups, sometimes a couple of hundred a day, but but I'm not at the level you're at. So um, how have you used that avenue? Because if there's one thing I know about Tyrone from Baltimore or Tyrone just as Tyrone, man, you have been consistent in your passion and the purity of your heart, as long as I've known you, and that's nearly a decade now. Um, tell me, how have you used your opportunity in in the world of competition to reflect Jesus 
in a world that otherwise might not get a good, a good view of who he is. Absolutely. You know, um, my social media is a very big part of how I try to go and share Jesus. You know, I have a couple of different handles on Facebook. You know, like my personal one has become Deke Director. Where our volunteers can go and follow us. But my professional one or my athlete page is a Pastor Punt page. And so all my people who are on my Facebook, all my people on Facebook and on Instagram equally know that I love Jesus. And the thing that my headline is I live to make Jesus famous. So I live by this this motto, I guess you can say, is that excellence glorifies God and motivates people. And so I strive to, when I go to the gym, to be the hardest working person. And people ask, why do I do this? Because I want to glorify God. I strive to be the hardest working person in the, anywhere I go because I want to glorify God. And so I always try to bring bodybuilding back. Anything I'm doing, I try to always want to point back to Jesus by doing things in excellence. Good deal. Yeah. Um, now, Deke is not your full-time job. Deke is not you my full-time job. You don't get paid for, for that, probably. So you're working at Caris Health? Healthcare, yep. Caris Healthcare. Okay. Um, for a lot of people who, you know, they got a job, they work, and then they find themselves with a, a call, a quest, a desire, an interest to volunteer and to serve. So how many hours a week does Deke take you for, for you to serve? Ten hours average? No. Sixty? <laughs> uh, Sixty hours sometimes. Wow. So yeah. So Deke is another full time job that just doesn't pay. <laughs> okay. So tell me, how do you balance? How do you balance? You know, and this is important for people who, who are really, you know, maybe because I mean you got you got to balance things. You you can't mm-hmm. overdo on either side. So how do you balance volunteerism and a employer and a job? You know, really the idea here is to, is to give us some pointers for people who are saying, you know, I don't have time to serve. Well, actually, we all have time to do something. Yeah. So how, how, how do you learn to balance that? And how can you challenge our listeners to step out of the comfort zone to make impact? Because really, at the end of the day, that's what matters most. Absolutely. Well, let me go and talk about my full spectrum of everything that go, carries yeah. on in my life. So I'm a husband. I'm a pastor. I'm a director of, of Deke. I work full time with Karis, and I'm a professional bodybuilder. So super busy all the time. But the way that I make things happen is that I balance my schedule out. First thing first, Sundays, my wife and I don't take phone calls. We don't go anywhere. We don't hang out with anyone. That's our protected day. So that's the day to make sure that my wife knows she comes first in my life. So after we leave church, my wife and I want to go to Golden Corral, Olive Garden. But we don't answer. We don't take our phones into restaurants. It's just me and her that one day. Um, and so it's not that my wife doesn't know that I don't love her every day. But it's to ensure that we have personal qualified time every sure. day. All right. And then with balancing athlete, full-time job, and, and Deke, gym, before I wake in the morning, I go to the gym around 6 o'clock, or if I have some free time, I'm very fortunate in my job that I have autonomy in making my schedule up. I know some people don't have the availability, but for me, I get to make my own schedule. And so I balance the mornings the gym. My first part of the day is adding priority to my job that pays me. No money, no no full-time money, no ministry money. Yeah, no gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I take about two or three hours um, in an ideal day to go work on Deke. Now, there are some times that I have a hard I have a hard time being in the present moment. I drive a lot for my, for my job of care. So when I'm out driving, that's usually when I'm making business phone calls about Deke and what we're doing, what we're doing. And you know, in today's world, God's blessed us that we have great leaders, um, and so I get a chance to go and delegate. Mm-hmm. Um, stepping out and mentioning for your first day and not having a team around you is a lot harder. Sure. But you know, being able to go and delegate 
um, is a is a very helpful thing. If mm-hmm. I can impact one thing on anybody, the, the thing I said in the very beginning, you don't need to have it all, all together going to serve. You don't need to go and say, man, I need to have X, Y, and Z um, thing put together. You just need to go and trust God that mm-hmm. God calls us all to go and serve, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was thinking about Moses, um, who was going to the Red Sea. You know, he's walking to the Red Sea. He knows the Red Sea's going there. He has all of Israel behind him. He's not like, I don't have a plan for this. What am I going to do? Let's go and stop. Sure. He's like, I'm just going to walk towards the rest of I'm just going to trust God and make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I found um, in our experience in ministry, it's just trusting God and putting everything in his direction and everything falls together that mm-hmm. way. You know, the big thing that I live on is what it says in Matthew 6.33. And I've challenged our, our, our um, ministry team to doing this. It's that the Bible says that... Um, Seeking first the kingdom of God and everything will be added unto you. I, I gave a message about this not too long ago. You know, the thing is that the Bible says if you seek Jesus, it doesn't mean everything else will go away from you first. He says, seek me first, and everything else you want will be coming off to you as well. Mm-hmm. So our, my wife and I's family, first thing we're going to do is we're going to pray, have a devotion, and then move on that way. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what your favorite scripture is, but I guess you just gave us one, right? Man, no, my favorite scripture bounces around, but I think my favorite scripture is John 3.30. Um, now it says, he must increase, I must decrease. Sure. You know, I think that for me personally, as a Christian, as I'm a control freak, I like being in charge. All right, and so I concur uh, with I, I. I see you like that, yeah, man. I know yeah. that. And so I always had to go and put my <clears throat> mind back and say, "God's in charge. I'm not. I'm just yeah. going to follow what happens." So that's how I try to live my life there. Yeah. Tyrone, man, I has been a joy to have you. We've been partnering with you guys for Lee University. Now we have a global um, audience, so we have people listening from, you know, around the globe. But but. So not everything we talk about is applicable, you know, in, in every same, same way. But, um, you know, for those who are listening that are close, for those who are um, maybe in Bradley County, Cleveland, Southeast Tennessee, who want to, you know, um, figure out a way to partner with you guys or a way to help or either a way to connect, you know, what's a, an email or some way that they can get a hold of you or, or how can someone – Maybe a website for Deke. How can they connect and figure out what you guys are doing? Absolutely. So I'm always wanting to talk about Deke. Love mm-hmm. talking about Deke. So you can email me at Tyrone. That's T Y R O N E at Deke Inc. One N. One N. T Y R O N E. Okay. At Deke Inc. dot org. Deke is D E K E. I N C. Okay. dot org. Um, and I personally respond back to all my emails. Okay. Um, you can always reach out to us on Facebook. All of our social media handles are all Deke Inc. And I personally watch over all of those. Okay. Um, and so we're always interested in people um, coming to volunteer with us. You know, to volunteer with us, it's really easy. You know what you got to do? Show up Saturday morning, Show 10 a.m. at um, Johnston Park, and we're going to get you a job to go and do. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Tyrone, it's been a joy to have you, man. I, I uh, my Anticipating this interview, my mind was rolling back to the early days, man. The early days. And I want to publicly say... How much I appreciate the the faithfulness, the consistency, the passion, the purity of heart that I still see in you today after a lot of success and a lot of accomplishments that I saw from a young, energetic college kid trying to find his way. Hey, well, um, I appreciate that, Doctor. You know, so I think I think that um, I think that I want to I want to ask a favor of you today. I don't do this on every episode, but I think on this one today. I think I want you to pray, and I think I want you to pray just a, just whatever the prayers on your heart that the people that are listening today that might find themselves as a freshman in college, you know, as an as an AmeriCorps Vista volunteer, as a a, a world class athlete, you know, 
I don't know, but but whoever's listening today, because I believe in you as a person, I believe in your your love for Jesus and the genuineness of your heart. So I want to I want to trust you to pray today for our listeners that whoever's listening, that they will take a moment and let God speak to them on how they can make a contribution in this world of chaos. I love your line. You said it a while ago. I'm probably going to quote it all over the place, and I'll give you credit for it. You know, excellence glorifies God and motivates people. Yes. You know, you're a living example of that, Tyrone. Will you pray for our audience today, and then we'll have some closing remarks. Yeah. God, we just want to thank you today. We want to thank you for your love and your mercy. Grace, God, that we don't deserve. God, we just want to thank you, Father, for um, your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for us, Father. And because of um, him, we have hope, Father, that despite the circumstances we go through, Father, that there's hope because of you. Um, God, we want to thank you, Lord, that um, you care about every little problem that goes on in our lives. God, from the biggest problems we're trying to fight to, you know, smallest detail about what we want to eat for lunch, God, you care about. Um, God, I want to pray, Lord, for those who are trying to find their way in ministry or trying to find their way in serving you and trying to find a way to be faithful. Um, the God, Lord, that you will give them clarity of mind, Father. God, Lord, that you will um, give them confidence in knowing that you are in control, Father. Um, I just pray, Lord, that you will help people to um, be able to remove themselves from that barrier that we put up saying, like, how am I going to do this? They help us be able to trust in you that um, you'll be the one who provide, Father. God, I want to pray, Lord, for those who are also in ministry or um, just trying to make a way, Father, financially or staffing or operational problems. Um, God, that you will meet them personally, Father. And um, God, I just want to pray for Dr. Lamb and the Leonard Center and Lee University, God, that you'll continue to work through them to um, educate young people, Father, to go and glorify you in whatever career field they go into. Um, like, God, Lord, then in the end, Father, that you will receive the glory, Father. And um, God, we just want to pray, Lord, for all those who are in need, Father, that you will meet their needs and you will give them grace. And we just pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tyrone. As always on Surfcast, let me remind you that you're made for more. Somebody in the world needs your contribution, and God's depending on you to be a reflection, not a refraction, in this world of chaos. Until next time, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Surfcast with Dr. William Lamb. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Surfcast to stay updated on special guests and future episodes.